I know human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Wait, say that again? What? What? A human being and a fish can exist co- What? What? No, seriously, read it again. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. So saying that, meaning like we're not allowed to hunt them anymore for food? I guess. Like we're, we're only allowed to be friendly with them. Like we would... Okay, I, like people eat dogs... But it's frowned upon. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, it's frowned that. upon. I guess, that's I guess man's best just, friend. I guess that, it just wants us like, to be... Is that like a new concept, like fish I mean, you don't man's... eat koi fish, but like... I mean, he's maybe I mean, just, I miss tuna. Maybe he's just trying to fuck a fish. I'm just saying, I'm from, I'm from the armpit of America. Yeah. And we have the best fucking, like, tuna melts there. Yes. And for people who have never had a tuna melt before, a tuna melt is basically... A juicy 12-inch toasted orgasmic sandwich melted with the cheese of your choice, but the point is it has fish in it. Now, if this right here tells me I can't have that, I guess I'm, I'm going to be burning inside of an internal fishy, fiery hell <laughs> of, like, fish, like, throwing yeah, those types like, sandwiches at me. fish sticks walking around. <laughs> oh, poor Kanye. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to What the What. Uh, I don't even know. That's like, what the fuck? Do you want yeah. me to read another one? No. Yeah. No, it has to be a George W. Bush quote. Though. It is. Okay. These okay. are all George W. Wait, Bush Wait, that quotes. was... That, that, that was, was from Bush? That was Bush. Hold on. Our president. Yes. Former, but yes. Former president. So, I don't usually like to get political. He's from Texas. But and he's talking about like, friendly fish. The only presidents that I can think of from back in the day that had any type of swagger was Clinton. That's number one, obvious. And Kennedy. You know, Kennedy had some swagger. Obama, on the other hand, that dude could straight up sing at a press conference and people could, like, start clapping. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it's because he's black. But I've watched a nah, lot of those videos. He's a chill dude. Yes, yeah. it is exactly that, dude. Like he's, he's a, the he's bromance. A very, they are a good the, family. Like the bromance between him and Biden made me feel so jealous, and I didn't have anybody to do that with. Like they were so tight together, it was hilarious. And then the memes of like right before they got out of office and President <coughs> Orange. Um, took over. Yeah, we're not gonna delve into that because uh, Jesus Christ. The memes were hilarious, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, here's another George W. Bush quote that might uh, here we go tickle your fancies. Um, if this were a dictatorship, it would be a heck of a lot easier just as long as I'm the dictator. What? <laughs> there is no way he said that. <laughs> that was Washington D.C., December nineteenth, two thousand. Dude, you can't say things like that. Apparently, or brownie. I mean, you you're can, doing a heck but of a job. <laughs> you really shouldn't. You, you really. Sh- I don't know how I feel about this anymore. <laughs> it would be easier if I was dictator. This Literally, is... every dictator has said that, and nobody has gotten it right. See, this is why I don't stick to politics because it hurts my brain. I'm not the smartest pickle in the jar by any means. It... And I'm not one to run a country, however, I do have common sense. Isn't the phrase, uh, brightest bulb in the box? Fair enough. Tomato, tomato, to each his own. I but would I, say the best. That's why I was kind of curious about the whole pickle in the jar thing, like. 
I mean, you know, like I'm not the I'm not the cleanest turd in the bowl. What? You you get you get what I'm. You, I, mean, I mean, sure, but you smell what I'm stepping in. Turd dirty though. Fair enough, but you always <laughs> I, have you never like looked inside the bowl after a gnarly poop and been like, yo, <laughs> now that's a turd. Yeah. That, oh my god. That's a. That's a fat log, pretty much. Yeah, see, there you go. What is y'all's diet if you have to look at it? I mean, I'm I'm a a big dude. I'm a big dude. I'm just saying. (laughs) And I've I've gobbled down some meals before that had some questionable after effects. You know? Where you don't know if you're going to make it out alive. Or you know you're gonna be there for a minute, so you take your phone in the bathroom with you, so you start texting and you know. Well, that's normal because that's just like a break time. Like, you just kind of. The worst part is is I mean just when you you're done, but you don't realize it because you're stuck on whatever you're doing on your phone. So you just sit there letting your ass get numb on your porcelain throne. I'm writing emails mostly. Yeah, <laughs> yo, the vault's open finally. How right the here. heck? When did they do? Do you want to hear his dumbest quote yet? Uh, sure, what? why not? It can't get dumber than that, dude. Yeah. I know how hard it is for you to put food on your family. <laughs> Wait. Put food Are on you your family's sure? table. Are you the sure that table. he didn't no, there was just no mean... family's table. It was family. Are you sure that he didn't just like, forget Wisconsin. to spell check that? No, Lacrosse, Wisconsin, October 18, 2000. That's fucking horrible. Do these people not proofread the speeches that were written for oh, them? Oh no, we're not going to have any casualties discussing the Iraq War with Christian Coalition founder Pat oh, Robinson. <laughs> Just the, this one though. I couldn't imagine somebody like Osama bin Laden understanding the joy of Hanukkah. What's, what's the relevance in him saying that? I don't know. And <laughs> I've... I've yeah, I think I lost a few brain cells there. And okay, so, oh God. in your honest opinion, what has to be the funniest thing you've seen said president do during his his terms? Homeboy, uh, Bush. I I personally think it's fucking hilarious that he was reading a kindergartner class, like or I forget what exact. I know it was a little. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was reading a book upside down. Now, whoever was the PR rep, <laughs> simply did it as like the biggest like Just political fu, you. you know? Because like, there's always that one golden opportunity where you're like, do I make my boss look like a jackass or do I do my job? My favorite one that I've seen will actually top that. Okay, I gotta hear this. He waved at Stevie Wonder. <laughs> and you know, Stevie Wonder's looking like that's that's pretty bad because they they really treat that legend like shit. Because when you look at the pictures, there's of too him, many memes about him being blind instead of hey, I'm blind and can still whoop your hiding at piano. But the worst ones are are exactly that. People putting him facing the opposite direction of the stage because they know they can get away with it. Usually it's his wife, too. And that's the like, bad part. That's fucked Dude, up. Dude, also, one of my. <laughs> I got to see him live. I know a while fucking back Jeb Bush, God, also. That's... <laughs> please clap. Yeah, please clap for me. Oh, I need that's... the fans. I'm dropping out of the raids because you guys are assholes, pretty much. <laughs> Y'all are trolls. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Do you see the age we live in? You're either a troll 
or you in, endorse the president. Like that's really the two major so, sides since, of everything. Since we're on the debates of presidents, I personally have to bring this to the table. And I don't know if you guys have recently heard. I don't know how true this rumor is, but good old Kanye Kanye West. Yep. Is thinking about running for the no. He already announced it. Oh wow! So that's official. Yeah, it's a. We nobody knows what party he's going to be affiliated with. Is he old enough for it? Yeah, he's dude. He was. We're getting old, bro. Like, think about it. We're all in our mid to late. He was probably what thirty three whenever Heartless came out. Yeah, around so, his early his early thirties. So yeah. yeah, he's more than old enough because it's Damn. what thirty two. I forget that yeah, two thousand like three was like, like seventeen was years ago. Yeah, so he's got to be in his forties. So all of the artists that we looked up to as children were literally like already halfway successful by the time they were True. my age, and I'm twenty six now. Yeah, and I'm twenty five. You know, like, so I'm think about this: a half of the artists that we looked up to are now. You know, like, we were just talking about how half of the uh, classic rock... Man, he's a young whippersnapper. You to kids today would be, like, you know, some 41 or, like, you know... Yeah. Like, 182 or like something. Like, our stuff, but, like, to us, classic rock that is, That shit like, is, you know, Led Zeppelin or, like... Yeah. <laughs> and it's scary to think about, you know, the older that you get, you could be like, Oh, check this out! And it's like, Die Art is Murder. And they're like, man, this old man could really rock it. You it's know? like, what, what are you <laughs> listening to? <laughs> like, yo, no. lag... Anyways... Like, ah! like Jeremy, your your grandpa's heavy as hell, dude. I'm like listening to like Slaughter to Prevail. Yeah. And I'm like freaking sixty seven. <laughs> yeah. So today, I don't know how we got on presidents. That was definitely not the topic. Uh, <laughs> whatever. It actually yeah, well, brought a smile to my your, face. Uh, helped your mental health there, my friend. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're like us, this pandemic has screwed it up for everybody. I have yet to have met a person who hasn't been like, I'm about to just find the cheapest island out in the ocean and just disappear for the rest of my life. Which, uh, uh, you know, if everybody had money, that'd be... That'd be the dream. It'd be hard, because it'd be no, <laughs> there'd be no islands left. Yeah. So shout out to the people that can actually afford it, you, you lucky bastards. But the reason why, like, my mental health is so bad is just because... It, it's not even about the work having to do it during the pandemic, you know. I need a job. I'm thankful I have one. But the thing that sucks so much was, like, everybody's reaction to it and also just all the bad news you hear about it. You don't ever catch a break from it. Like, I mean, half the time, you know, whenever hanging out with you guys, it's easy to just be like, oh, hey, here's this fun topic. Let's talk about it for, like, two or three hours while we're playing games or drinking or whatever. But at work, it's just like... Hey, scary. I'm tired. Here's why I'm tired. And it's usually about, you know, the pandemic. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, I need a break. Like, Not only that, people don't show respect to mm-mm. people who are essential workers. And they feel entitled because the government did shut them down. Oh without realizing God, that, sucks you so know, much. dude, to be real with you, if shit really hit the fan... You would be just as screwed as I am, you know? Yeah. So you are not any special just because I am putting pepperoni on your sub. Or, you know, or I'm bringing your bags to your room. You're still a person. You still bleed blue. Everyone is still the same. Yeah. But when people don't respect the people who are serving them their food or, you know, doing the things that they need, you know, if it was up to you, you wouldn't be able to do half of the shit that you need done throughout your day. So you need to show respect for the people that are 
risking their health and their sanity going out there doing the things that they have to. I yeah, because it's rough. Yeah, okay. at the end of the basically the freaking world, man. Twenty twenty has been a shit show. It started off with Australia practically on fire. You know, people forget that that was a, a thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's just <laughs> you know, and it's just one thing after another. But like, like everybody pretty much forgot that Kobe's helicopter crashed. Yeah. yeah. Or, or UFOs were finally, you know, called out a thing by the CIA. And then that it. was, like, the least interesting thing that yeah, could have Yeah, I'm happened. like, you would think that people would start realizing that, holy shit, like, there's a potential universe of stuff that we can find, you know, that the government probably still knows, like, the Oswald crash from all those years ago, who they tried to play it off as a satellite thing. And that's even the scary thing, too. It's like, when you put it in perspective, we know more about space and the discovery of that then we do our own ocean oh yeah what lives down there oh yeah it's scary dude we <laughs> probably have aliens here yeah and they the just thing... have been able to withstand that pressure the entire time and then the crazy thing is is that speaking on the the thing about heavy, aliens very heavy pressure and you know considering the racial stuff that's going on today maybe aliens are staying away because if we can't figure out how to love our brother and sister that are just a different pigment <laughs> You know, then, how are we going to take somebody who's has three eyeballs and, like, four arms or something? See, that's the know? bad thing, is I think everybody's going to come together for, like, 20 minutes about the life forms, and then be like, oh, this is so cool, this is such a breakthrough. And then and someone's going to be like, kill it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, treat them just exactly how you do any person of color. Yeah, like, someone's going to try to do some We have to control them, we have to do this yeah. and this. It's like... It can't just be natural and peaceful, you yeah. know, because we're the same way with our own species, and it's it's sickening. Yeah. And maybe that's why aliens stay away, because they know if they were to drop down and try to help us, you know, some some crazy shit would happen, ultimately. And it, and it would be bad, because they might be peaceful people, we wouldn't know how to communicate, and right. we're, we're a violent and destructive species, so that's the first thing we go to. I'm coming. But it's like, how do we conquer this? Yeah. When in turn, it's just, hey, how can we help each other? Yeah. How do we way? unite? How do we make this better? Yeah. But I think that was another part into my mental yeah, health. It's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Cherokee native. It's one of those things of you don't really hear anything about us, but that's only because we are allowed to have our own form of government. We're allowed, you know, certain rights and liberties that not everybody else understands. But also too. Because we have those rights, I won't say we have it easy. We still face the racism. We still face the prejudice every single day. But also, Facts. too, it's Facts. like, dude, I mean, how is this still happening? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just disheartening to watch because, you know, anytime you show support or something, there's always that one person who's just like, um, you know, yeah, that was actually a good kill. But there's always just that one person <laughs> who just does not that. agree with you. And, you know, Get you fun. can always say, like, um, you know, everybody shows amounts of support, but that one negative voice in the room, that's still going to be the loudest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even criticism. It's literally just pure hatred. And that's, why, that's why usually I use dark humor. Yeah. And, and trolling as a form of For me, relief, it's coping, you know? yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, recently I've been ridiculed and a bunch of SJWs attacked my Facebook because I recently got into a debate. I I know you guys have seen the picture of uh, the male and female couple 
you know, who are holding the pistol in that gated community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I am all one for, you know, gathering of the masses to fight the man and, you know, spread the word. Dude, there's one. But it was a gated community. But there's though. a way to do it, to go about it, especially with... Okay, so people... I have had people in those comments say, man, we're going to storm whatever racist community we can go to, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's all fine and dandy, but don't get upset. And don't get sad or, like, you know, offended when they point automatics at you guys. You guys, you know, you're stepping into hostile territory. Yeah. That's number one. And number two, they don't know what your intentions are. All they see is a bunch of people, you know, being loud. And they're, you know, conservative, closed off. And, you know, they're going to try to defend their home. home. Yeah. Home meeting community, not home. Just meeting their own specific house with their own bed and stuff. But... A whole meaning of community as a whole. You know, they're not going to let some people destroy it. Yeah. Regardless if they were going to destroy it or not. You know, they probably were peaceful protesters and those people did probably over-exaggerate. But at the same time, be smart and go somewhere you can actually make a difference. You yeah. know, take it in front of the White House. Take it, you know, in front of Wall Street. You know, big places. Even in front of big, your own courthouses in yeah, each state. You it's... know, in your downtown area where the police department is, where the issue ultimately started. Uh, and I will say that, yeah, it is kind of important to also show awareness to community members and all of that, but they're not going to change their mind. Like, a lot of these people have the same mindset of, if my person I voted for doesn't approve or anything like that, then that what's the point in me doing it? You know? It's, yeah. It, I won't say it's, like, very close ties to their beliefs, but unless they have somebody kind of above them to believe in and you know, just kind of manage those ideals, then what's the point in them actually trying to I just feel like it? I just feel like they should do it somewhere safer. Yeah. And don't provoke the violence that can come from protesting. No. You know, just because you know that you can do it here, should you do it there. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, it's a, like it like I said, it was a private property. So number one, you're already trespassing, so these people are already pissed off. Right. So it's like, what are you doing, dude? You know, so the fact that they were pointing stuff at them, I'm not surprised. But I still think it's shitty and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, but people that are defending the the people that are saying that those other guys should, you know... Ooh, that's awesome. Gold I didn't even know this was yeah. down here, but right, yeah. Right. Uh, but the people who are saying that those people who are pointing the weapons should get prosecuted or get what in trouble... You know, they don't see that side because the fact that they are white, you know? I mean, it's... And I get it. I get it. It's It sucks to honestly pander to, to the whites, you know what I'm saying? No offense, Grizzly, but it's like, go somewhere you're safer and, like, not causing too much trouble. Yeah. Because then you're basically showing the masses that, you know, we're right about this type of demographic. And mm-hmm. it sucks that it is that way. And it shouldn't be that way. But it is, you know? Because God forbid that asshole would have fired into the crowd. It would have been traumatic for those people. It would have either been a huge fight going on or yeah, just Yeah, you know, more... it would have escalated way farther than what it needed to. Yeah. You know, thank God he had control and he was just standing guard. But if you would have just went somewhere else instead of going to a private property to prove a point, then, you know, it, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. But yeah, and I mean, even just the talks about that and just the way people are reacting to it. Um, I'm very much an empath, so your problem is going to be my problem, even though, you know, that's not exactly the healthiest thing, but 
you know, it's how I was raised. It's just who I am from birth, and you know, I just know that life sucks. So I use dark humor and I make fun of everything and anything. Well, see, that's the thing, but I also know that not everybody is going to be able to react that way. So oh yeah, I instantly sure. take on everybody else's problems just because you know I don't know their history and. In doing so, you know, they're going to need that type of support, and they, not everybody's going to get it from home life. Like, Fuck. the amount of times I've given up so much of myself, you know, finance, time, effort, and everything, just to help somebody who doesn't have a good family life, has burnt me out to the point to where, you know, I can easily get a panic attack from just somebody saying, hey, you know, are you okay? Like, you haven't been doing that great at work, and it just throws me off so badly i feel you you throw yourself all into helping someone else's situation you forget to take care of your own shit yeah and so especially with this you know i was supporting a couple of my friends who you know they have family who are african-american actually one of my friends their daughter is mixed and so being in the area we are i know she's gonna get criticism her whole life because everybody's gonna ask oh well where's the father Come to find out he is African-American. And they're going to, you know, start the whole racist bullcrap about it. And then they're also going to talk about the daughter. It's like, well, why would you do that to yourself, you know, outside of wedlock and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, y'all, just leave them alone. Like, yes, she made her decision back in high school. Yes, this is her beautiful daughter who is a blessing to this world. So why is that considered a consequence? The good thing about the, the future is that... You know, all of the older, it sucks to say it, but all of the older people that are running the country, all of the families that do treat or teach, because racism isn't something you're born into. Racism is something you're taught as a child. I mean, you're taught to be like a little uh, asshole because you don't like it, to follow rules. The more the generations rules, fade, the more generations fade and the more, you know, crossbreeding with, with, you know, you know the racist sooner or later that racism is going to dissipate sooner or later yeah it just sucks that it's not disappearing at a rate that you would expect it to considering our advances in everything else our advances in technology our advances in education our advances in science everything's advancing except for the love of our neighbor yeah and that's shitty because ultimately if you think deep down inside there's always going to be that yin and yang with the human race. There's always good with the bad. You know, and unfortunately, deep down inside, there's always going to be those shitty-ass people that exist. I just wish they didn't you have, know? like, that huge of a voice or yeah, have the power sure. to change somebody's entire mood. Exactly. That's, what, that's why I make opinion. fun of it all. That's why I make fun of everything because, like you said, not a lot, not everybody has that sense of, you know, humor and ability to do that. But the ones that do can say that it's a lot easier to deal with the shit that goes on. You yeah. know, it sucks that it even happens, but the fact that we can laugh at, laugh at it, it, it's easier to help us sleep at night in a way. Yeah. It sucks that kids are getting kidnapped and, you know, sold on sex trafficking rings and stuff, you know, but what are we going to do about it? You know, if I can stop it, I could, but... Do I sit there and mope about it, or if I think of a way to turn it into something humorous for myself, then I'm going to do it, you know, like, I don't think it's funny that people kill babies, but, (laughs) you know, like, how many babies does it take to paint a house? Depends on how hard you throw them. Right. (laughs) You know, some stuff like that is hilarious to me. Um, But I'm not going to go out and kill a baby and just, you know, make that joke real, you know, it's just... 
people doing stuff in different ways and coping mechanisms is I guess what I'm trying to say is a big deal when it comes down to I guess mental disorders and depression you know even comedians you know a lot of comedians take their own lives because they don't know how to deal with their own depression and a lot of people have no idea that these guys are depressed because they're on stage on tour making you know their demographic laugh with all the raunchy shit that they have to say but in reality they're they're really hurting inside and there's nobody to help them until it's too late and they do take their own lives you know because they don't know how to deal with it personally yeah they're they're coping with it and they're suppressing it that you know through comedy but internally they don't know how to fix it well i mean that's even the bad thing too is you know one of the ways that's kind of kept me alive was just you know people saying well think about it like this don't you know don't stay alive for you if you know you only think about this stay alive for somebody else and it's like i want to i know how many people like i don't want to go to another funeral of suicide and have you know and then eventually one day it's going to be mine it's that's horrifying for me to think about but at the same time there have been multiple occasions where i'm just like this is my decision my life this is my you know only way of dealing with things and then you know somebody finally just comes up and even gives me that little bit of support to get me through the day and it's just like sometimes that's all you need is that just, is that that little bit of uh, yeah, acknowledgement that, that you're doing that good. little bit of reassurance, yeah. Like, yo, I'm proud of you. You're kicking ass. Yeah, I feel that goes a long way, dude. Because a lot of people didn't get that in their homes. They didn't have that parent that was like, yo, good job. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah I you never know, really got that either. At the same point in time, that's why I'm always like, I wasn't one of those kids that. that that had many of those moments where my parents could say that they were proud of me. I was a little fuck up. You know, I'm not ashamed to say it at all because at the same time, when I do have my kids, I can say that I have life experiences to teach them. Yeah. You know, and I've been through a lot that I'm glad that I grew up before I hit my 30s. But at the same time, I wish I had the same common sense when I was a kid because my life would be a lot more situated now, you know. And it also comes with that, the home grounds. You know, and that's why it's always so good to have that good friend base that can stick with you whenever you do feel depressed or, you know, you do need someone to fall back on. I mean, that was like, what was you going to say, Matt? What? Oh <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. You were talking about your home life kind of sucks, too. Oh, uh, yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, I, ne- I never really got that as a kid. That's that why I'm, I'm usually into... you di- aspect. Yeah, like, uh, it's ne- it was never really the, like... I'm proud of you for, like, your, you know, accomplishments. Hey, you got out of bed today. Like, awesome. Yeah, like, they're not, they're basically just, like, oh, you, like, I'm proud of you that, you know, you graduated high school, and I'm, gra- I'm proud of you that, you know, you did, that you did kind of just, like, basic life shit. Yeah. It was never, like, oh, well, like, it wasn't anything outside of, like, being in school. Like, yeah. anything academic, that's the only time they would. They wouldn't really do anything else, like, you know, like, you worked hard today, you know. I'm proud that you are. It's like, sometimes I just want that reassurance. That's why sometimes, that's why I try to, you know, tell my friends that when it I can. It goes a long way, man. Like, I met, like, back when I messaged you with your old Dakota thing, I was like, after I moved home. Yeah. I was like, yo, it's been a while. Heard you've been doing well. Proud of you, dude. Yeah. God, that was... That was self-inflicted hell, but man, man, that was bad. Yeah, that was a very shitty situation. Cover up, cover up. I'm landing over here and I'm going to start sniping. 
Yeah, I was pretty depressed after the whole, you know, breakup with my ex. Yeah. But it wasn't for, like, crazy long time. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, you know, upset about it and, like, I was pissed about it for, like, a few weeks. And then after it, I was just like, eh, what the fuck ever. I was like, she don't give a shit. Ah, oh, man, I could not spot him. But, I mean, yeah, and it's, you know, I've definitely had to readmit myself back into therapy, like, it's not, I don't know why I said it like that, it's not a home or anything, but. Go to your fucking club. Honestly, therapy. It's so great, I love therapy. Music so is my therapy. Whenever I get the right music or jam out, that has to be the best form of therapy, especially being a vocalist in a metal band, screaming. Yeah. Oh man, there's nothing like it. Especially when you get that good vibe of like, mm-hmm. let's say you're like jamming to a certain lick or like right before a breakdown and you hit that perfect vocal note. That feeling that you get of like chills or like, you know, ooh, you know, that sounds yeah. really good. It's it's such a workout to you physically that at the end of the session, it's like, man, you you're know, I was, out. I was productive. Like, that sounds awesome. And then when you listen back to it while, while you're hanging out and chiefing with your homies, it's like, yeah, that's dope. And then you show it to people and they're like, man, that's fire. That that acknowledgement of, like, you creating something awesome is also something that people probably didn't get from their home life, you know. Whether their parents didn't enjoy the music that they created or they, no they were really supportive of them wanting them to do a different career path, you know. Yeah, yeah, they acknowledge that they're good at that, but they wish that they would have done something else instead of saying, yo, that's awesome, I'm proud of you, keep doing it. You know, I feel like if more people did that to people, even besides music, when it comes to sports, or, you know, teaching, or, you know, rock climbing, whatever whatever it is that the kid is special at, I feel like more parents should encourage them to do it because they'd be a lot more badasses building rocket ships out there. I feel yeah. like, you know. Well, I mean, that's even the crazy thing was... If people showed their kids a little bit of love and support. Like, at my <laughs> old job, um, there was this one kid, you know, um, him and I talked all the time just because... You know, his family was on a league bowling, and I was, you know, in the concession stand, whatever, just making food. Yeah. Uh, making food and all that. And come to find out that his home life is very mixed because, you know, he was in the system for a little bit. He was a juvie kid for maybe like a year or so. Um, his dad isn't always home. And then, you know, he just came up, started talking to me, and I was like, dude, you're cool. And. You know, I was showing him manners. I was just showing him how to be a better person. And after a while, he just kind of got this glow in his eye of just like, you know, I don't have to be rude. And so every time he would start talking to all the people who worked there, you know, he was starting to say please and thank you and, you know, just be really courteous with what he said. And there was even this uh, one coworker, um, you know, she came up to me and he was like, did he just say pleased to you i was like yeah he's good kid he's you know he's been saying that the whole time i've known him and she was like he has never once been nice to me or even like showed me that kind of respect the entire time i've known him and that's been like well over a year and a half almost two years i was just like wait are you serious she was like yeah i don't know what changed about him i was like i honestly couldn't tell you either because it's (laughs) It was normal for me to hear him talk like that. And, you know, I won't say... and You know, I'm not the person to say, like, 
oh, his home life sucks or anything. I don't know what his home life was, but every time he was there, he was just like the best kid ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of amazed that so many people had this negative view on him. And I was just, dude, he's like my little brother. He just, he just vibes with people and he's just awesome. And then that's another thing that about the whole Dakota situation that was making me mad with her was uh, there was a couple instances to where, you know, she started teaching him very inappropriate things like, you know, about adulthood, about just really things you shouldn't joke about. And he would start bringing them to me and I was like, dude, okay, first off, don't say that out loud. Second off, who the hell is teaching you this stuff? And then he kept saying, oh, well, she's telling me or asking me to ask you this or tell you this. And, I was, and so I finally just looked at her one day and I pulled her aside. I was like, hey, what the hell are you doing? She was like, what do you mean? It's funny. I was like, I just got him to be a good kid. I just started teaching him all the things you're not supposed to do. I've been teaching him how to be a decent person for the longest time. Granted, he's not listening to you, thank God, but... Still, don't be acting like this to him. Like, he doesn't need that in his life. He's doing fine without it. And she was like, I don't care. It's funny to me. I was like, it's not funny to me. Because I, <laughs> I care about his well-being and future. And it doesn't involve all this grotesque and shitty things that you're showing him. And it just, it made me mad because it was like, you really don't care about another person. Especially, like... A 15 year old kid to like show them different things in life that isn't just oh well when you're gonna lose your virginity oh when you're gonna do this you know when are you gonna become a man it's like what what the heck like yeah like who the fuck cares yeah it's like why are you choosing to be that way towards somebody when they're easily influenced at that age like it was ugh. like it was just gross you know? But, thankfully, you know, the situation's over and done with. It's, you know, we've all moved on in our lives for the better. And, uh, there was a lot of lessons I had to learn. There was a lot. Some of us should have learned sooner than later. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, that's just life. Everything it's, has its timing. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. As cliche-ish as that sounds, it's, it's true, you know. Also, Matt, how under the influence are you? Because, like, normally you're interjecting with some kind of, like, anecdote or something, but you're just kind of, like... Going with uh, the flow? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing really to argue. Or not even argue, but, like, you've just kind of been meh. Oh, I've been kind of zoned out. I'm also really tired. I've been... <laughs> I've been working all day. But I'm, I'm enjoying hanging out, too. It's just nice to unwind with the homies. Yeah. Big facts. But now, my, like, so the level of anxiety attack that I had the other day at work, I actually left about four four hours into the shift. Like, Oof. I was shaking, I was about ready to cry, it was all of that. But then, um, when I got home, I actually went to bed at, what, like 8.30 or something like that? Yeah, you went to bed pretty early. Uh, I, didn't I fell asleep in, on the couch and I woke up and you were in your bed. Uh, I didn't wake up until noon today. Oof. Yeah, so, I left way before. 14 hours? Damn. Sleeping beauty. Uh, that was just everything. Like, your body was like... I mean, right, you dude. were snoozing on the car ride yesterday, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we were juggling like two or three hours. Dude, yeah, we found a really cool, uh, a really cool scenic, like, drive that you can take that takes you in a triangle from... Basically here to Cashers, over to Franklin and back. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you yeah. pass through Highlands. You know, like... do you guys ever get those moments where you're, you're driving and you, you don't even have to be, um, a baked potato, if you will. You, you can simply just be sober... As any other, you know, regular Joe. And you're driving to a destination. And you get there, but the entire time your mind has been on autopilot. And you put the oh, car Oh yeah, you like zone out. And you think to yourself... How did I get here? How did... Yes. How did I not, number one, wreck, kill anyone, or... you? Wow. The yeah. fact that, you know, your body is able to have that much... Focus. Yeah, Conscience like while your brain is still just muscle like... Muscle memory, if you will. It's 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 crazy and cool, you know? Like oh, I, I do that driving home from work all the time. And it trips me out, I'll dude. be like, holy crap, I'm already home. <laughs> you like, know? I'll be talking on the phone with my mom or something. I get off the phone and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm yeah, like, like, I'm already yeah. home? God damn it. Like, you don't realize it, dude. It's like, well. And then you, like, come home, and it's, it's like, oh, wait, now it's already 11 o'clock. Cool. Or the worst is when you're out and about, and you're super oh, tired. Closing. You know, and you're snorlaxing in the car. Yeah. But when you get inside, you have the utmost energy, and you just cannot, like, get as tired as you were. Yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times. I do that a lot. Where I'm like, man, I can't wait to go home and sleep. Oh, six hours on Apex. Yep. <laughs> it's happened so much. I'm going to be... I mean, I get off at 7 tomorrow, so tomorrow's going to go by quick enough for me that I can come home and still get my sleep because I get off at 7. I am a whore for The Walking Dead, so the way I see it as if I ever had to work a long shift, it's like, okay, this is just 12 episodes of The Walking Dead. And I've watched the shit religiously... Sometimes I'll be that bored, just, you know... Well, I don't even think of the I'll time replay because the I'm so busy. the first season in my head, you know? It's pretty cool. Well, I'm usually, like, I'm so busy at work that I don't even think about time. That's also true, too, man. Depending on what you do, you're just so slam-packed that you're... Yeah, like, I'll be like, I come in at 12 o'clock, and then it's like, oh, crap, it's already 7. Like, I still need to take a break. (laughs) That's even the bad part, too, is, um, especially for me at work, one way I know that I'm, like, about to have an anxiety attack is I actually start, like, actively caring if I'm doing enough work or not. I'm just like... So you you get to the point where you become self-conscious about your... It's like, I know my job. I do it every single day. I know exactly what needs to be done. I so know if a new problem a comes day, up. You're an automatic badass. But then whenever you're having an off day, you feel self-conscious about it. Yeah, it's like, do, do they know that, you know, it? am I doing enough work? Uh, did Dude, I ask yeah. everybody what needs to be done? Did I do this, this, and this? And it could just be that you are doing exactly that. Just within your own head, you feel like you could be doing more. Yeah. And you're getting criticized by everyone, but you're not. Yeah, nobody, everybody's like, dude, you're doing awesome. And it's whenever I start asking and then start thinking about it. I'm it's gotta like, be hard, man. You know? Yeah, I get in my head about that stuff. and it. But that's, like I said, this is the anxious. first time it's been happening since I went back to my old job. Other than that, I've been amazing. But I, I don't know, just that other day, I don't know what triggered it, but I was not even close to being okay. Yeah, that's horrible. But, you know, 
after being around you guys and just getting to relax and hang out and everything, I'm like, I'm good. I really just needed that Sometimes much sleep. that's all you need, man, is just to kick back and, yeah. you know, just relax and take it in. Recharge your batteries, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially, like you said, you're an empath and yeah. with you being an empath, you're not only taking in the emotions that you go through. But the emotions of everyone around you, and sometimes that shit can overload your senses, man. And sometimes your your top will get filled to the point where you just pop, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. just so overwhelmed with emotion and with everything that's going around. You don't that know what to do. With it. You yeah. really need to take a step back and chill, and you know, release your batteries, you know, so that yeah. when you go back to the public eye, you're ready to kick ass like a normal self. You know, and that mm-hmm. shit's rough because with people that. I'm not an empath at all. Oh, I'm very much an empath. But, you know, I have so, like, like see, like, I have so many friends that are that I get it and I understand it. So when a friend blows me off or, like, you know, something like that does happen, you can't take it personally. You just have to so, be yeah, like... like I'll but see, it, I will yeah. only because it's... I know their pattern. I see it. And so the second something changes in a plan, I'm like... Okay, we're doing this. What like happened? I, like I get kind of annoyed what, by what's it. What's going on? Yeah, because I don't. I don't really like being like blown off, especially if I. Well, nobody does, do but something. I always fear the worst when somebody blows me off. I don't ever think. I just. Like, I've had a couple oh, of friends way. where like they feel like their batteries are overcharged, but they've already made plans. Yeah, you know, and then they have to blow it off, and then they get scared because they don't want to feel like that asshole. That's like. Yeah, man, I'm just, you know, you know, not feeling it. Sorry to ditch you. But they don't get that. We'll be completely understanding that it's okay to take the day off. Even if you already have something planned, shit happens. Yeah. You know, life is life. But, you know, I'm glad. I would rather someone tell me that they need to take care of themselves. Because, you know, if you're not okay, how is everyone else around you supposed to be okay? I mean, there are times you know? to where you can help somebody out of that. Like, for, like we forced Ryan how many times to just say... Hey, get in the car. We're going. He's like, no. And then you throw your shoe, his shoes at him. Throw him a nice jacket or whatever. It's like, hey, oh, we're yeah. going. But sometimes you got to force that. Force that. But that's only after the pattern has gone on longer than yeah. it normally would. But if like, it's somebody that's usually in the public eye and like always smiling and out and about and always helping people, you know, th- sometimes those people need a spa day where they're just by themselves and they need to chill. And yeah, like know. a day or two, I get. But like. Yeah. For especially us in this house, it's once it goes past like three or four days, that's whenever we're like, all right, you know, get off your ass. We're gonna go do this and right on. Really, just get out of that mindset again. Facts, I feel that. It's always good to have people like that in your life mm-hmm. because you know if you don't, then sometimes so, uh, you're you're always gonna be that person that's always gonna be that way. Yeah, because you don't have the help that you you need. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to jump off there. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, so... Man. That wasn't even that long of a vent. It was just like, wow. You just kind of need someone to understand, or people to understand kind of yeah. what you're going through. Yeah. No, Oof, we get actually. it. Which I'm trying to think about, like... Oh, no. Oh, we're not in squads anymore. Or, I'm not trying to think about another thing we could talk about, but just... How are you guys dealing with this whole pandemic? Like, 
Uh, aside from Ooh. the stress, I'm I know I'm safe. I know I'm me taking the precautions, but um, I know not everybody being else. Being a, a musician who oh yeah who goes on shows and you know and likes to play at bars and stuff. It's hard because we had a show lined up for four seventeen, and as you guys know, the COVID lockdown hit you know four one. So with the COVID thing hitting. Keep in mind, you we we had planned this event since last the year before. It's a yearly event that we do the the four the four twenty show at OSO Skate Park in Uptown Charlotte, which is a which is a really rad skate park. Um, so the fact that it's you know the the lockdown happened as soon as the show hit, it was like man, it would be our luck that our show got canceled a month before it was supposed mm-hmm. to go down, you know. We would be less pissed off if it was, like, six months before the show. Yeah. You know. Thank God it wasn't, like, two days or some, you know, really dramatic shit like that. But Like, you get everything packed, squared away, ready to go, hell, and then man. just... Like, we were ready. We practiced, like, a solid month for the show. And then, boom, lockdown. Yep. But the good thing is, is that this also gave us an opportunity to go ahead and write some awesome music. So that way, when the whole COVID thing is over... You know, we have some stuff to kick some ass with. Yeah. So it's good. It's It has its pros and cons. But I definitely feel like musicians and touring artists definitely have been hit worse. Oh, yeah. Than, than most people. There's been so many venues that had to shut down. Oh, it's man. Just like, Small businesses. Those so poor bad. people. Those poor people have it so bad right now because... Especially, we, we live in the mountains, and everybody loves in-your-ear music. Such a bunch of cool people down there. Yeah, in-your-ear, the cut, cocktail lounge, I mean, just... Um, and they, they've already put up a GoFundMe account because of the fact that nobody was able to walk in because, yeah. you know, they had to have people at the door, they, you know, had to have masks and stuff. It's sad, but... Hope is a strong town. I'll give it that. Yeah, hopefully really everybody gets to do what they need to. It's because it's a textile town, though. That's really why. A lot uh, of, like, explain. just people of the working class. Yeah. You know, people, like, everybody is working. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a, the other good thing about it, too, is uh, we're all so supportive of each other. I mean, yeah, everybody has, like, a million different um, political identities and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, most of us just go out for a drink with each other and then... We're good as new, like nothing. The happened. cool thing is, is that you can always be cool with somebody. Yeah. Even if you are different in opinions, different in political views, sexual orientation. Well, like, yeah, no one's gonna you tell you're wrong. You can always agree to disagree. Yeah. You know, like no but matter then, what your views are on anything. Well, then we're not gonna, you know, spend hours arguing about it. It's like, wait, so you don't approve or disapprove of this? And it's like, well, no. Here's my reason why. Oh, well, here's my reason why. And then we're just kind of like. Eh, let's There's maybe not talk about this. There. Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, we're not going to talk about it. And then boom, we're right back to drinking, forgetting that we just, you know, almost squared up with each other. And then it was just like, there's no point in that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I love where I live, but god dang. <laughs> this has been <laughs> crazy on everybody. So when do you think it's going to pass up if it ever does? Uh, that's a really good question. Because, you know, the one thing that New Zealand did that they've kind of, quote-unquote, um, 
criticized the rest of the world on was like, yeah, no, the reason why, you know, we've been doing okay is because whenever we first heard about it and, you know, we started restricting travel, we started doing this, this, and this, and then we also, um, you know, did a quarantine for a whole month, you know, four weeks, and they said, you know, it would do two full COVID cycles, uh-huh. and now they're already starting to reopen, like, and they were just like, yeah, we nipped this thing in the bud in like a month, uh-huh. and I was just like, what the, how did you guys do that? And they said, well, we actually trust our elected officials, and they trust us, so That's it was really, and yeah, and they were just like, there's really no need for us to question them on this, it was like, hey, they understood what's happening with this whole pandemic, so... You know, they did that, and now they're happy to live their life all over again. Whereas no American is allowed into anywhere in Europe, and I love it. Hell yeah. It's hilarious. Well, because the big idea behind that was just like, okay, so you guys aren't going to take this seriously. It's like, no, because freedom. All right, then don't bring your freedom here, because we don't want it. And then they're like... Oh, well, that's so prejudiced against us. It's like, I mean, you guys left in the first place. I, I don't know why you would want to come back. <laughs> Jackasses. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Sometimes I really understand Red Foreman on, like, a personal level. Uh, who's Red Foreman? That 70s show. Uh, I was not a person who grew up watching that, so... I feel it, okay. Uh, could you explain the context behind that? Uh, he's just a really, like... Matt, do you get where I'm coming from when I say Red Foreman? Yeah. I kind of... I didn't watch it much, but I kind of have an idea. He's a very old-school American. Right. Manly man, if you will. Oh, I'm almost dead. Oh, yeah. Freaking dumbass. He believes in using proper tools and, like... You know, efficiently using your car. Mm-hmm. You know, respecting your neighbor. Oh, is that the dad on the show? Yes. Oh, okay. I, okay. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. That's how, like, it's hard to explain, but when you know who I'm talking about, you know He's like I the I- idealistic, good version of an American. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like the, the classic version of, yeah, your ideal American man. Yeah. He believes that a woman should stay at home and take care of the family while he provides and makes the money. And, like, you which know, I sending like your kids to school and doing all that other jazz. Which would have been a great idea had, you know, the economy not tanked and, you know, everybody didn't treat the women instead of partners and providing for them and treating them like actual queens and turning it into you're my sex doll. Yeah. Like that, no. They they sexualized the female body at the workplace instead of treating it like another work body. Yeah. And that's the issue. And you then know. there was also the fact of like, you know, even biblically written and stuff, it's supposed to be like, you know, treat these people good. Like, because it even basically says, you know, the man's supposed to basically take care of everything and the woman just kind of gets a vacation. She watches for the family and teaches them the good and, you know, just makes sure that they grow up respectable and, you know, understanding. And the man is supposed to do all the crap that nobody wants to do. Like, I'm going to be real about that. It wasn't so much they were supposed to be superior. But there's a lot of stuff that I think just 
either party doesn't want to do. And, you know, it's supposed to be, like, technically equal. I'm gonna push the vault. Okay. But just the way everything was read and interpreted, it was like, oh, so they're supposed to be, you know, the head of the household? Does that mean they're superior? It's like, no, they're supposed to be the ones who are so God-fearing and understanding that they're the ones who are supposed to teach the family how to act in a normal society. And, you know, the woman is supposed to be the caregiver and the protector. Or caregiver, where the man is supposed to be just, you know, the one pulling all the weight. Like, but it got so misinterpreted that now it's just kind of like, eh, nobody, nobody reads. Nobody reads the fine line if if you would like to put it in that sense. <laughs> I feel that. I'm coming. Give me one second. Whoa! Hello, buddy. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have left. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um. That's just kind of another fun little topic that lasted not as long as I thought it would. <laughs> Normally, you're more talkative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm also thirsty, and I don't want to get up. Well, get up. I don't want to. You need to. No. <laughs> Tragic. Said, uh, oh, he teabagged us. Ah, gross. Oh, wait, why did I do that? You said you were off tomorrow too, right? Yeah. Word, word. Uh, we should link up earlier so that we can mm -hmm. actually jam. Yeah, I'd be good nope. for that. Today I just had a bunch of crap going on that I was like, I couldn't get out of the house, essentially. Oh, I'm sad. Hmm. What happened? I'm 100 points away from Loba. LOL. <laughs> it's Jesus. so close. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know what else to talk about. It's probably the shortest podcast we've done. Yeah, it is. I thought we were going to do a couch sesh. Yeah, fuck it. I'll grab, I mean, grab them guitars. Play well, around. I guess that's the show for today. Uh, yeah. Well, let's record it on here. Well, I have to do separate recordings. I don't want to just upload an entire session on onto a podcast and have to go and try and find that later. Sorry or I could just make individual texts. Do you know what? Sorry if I was too much. I don't care.